0: good afternoon everybody welcome to the matt townsend show i'm your host dr matt townsend your coach your guide on the side Nova Brado. Holding back my Ethel Merman this morning, or this afternoon. Welcome to the program, folks. Have we got a show for you? Uh, This is going to be a real eye-opener. Have you ever been sitting there watching TV, and a commercial comes on, and um, you get sucked into the commercial? I've actually found myself so into a commercial that I then realized it wasn't even a show I was watching. It was an infomercial. But I had just casually been you know, surfing, and the next thing I know, I think I need something I didn't need. Can, can I ask what the product was? I'm it, just curious. It was a vacuum that can, that can, by the way, lift up a bowling ball. What the? I know. I want to see this infomercial. And I don't even bowl, but I'm thinking, I better get one of those. <laughs> because you never know when you're going to need to use the vacuum force— of a shark. I don't know if it was the shark, but shark somehow comes to my mind. It was something else. But to pull a bowling ball and lift a bowling ball up. It was an auric. Was it an auric? Is that an auric? I remember the
1: commercial, yes.
0: By the way, I felt unfaithful because my mother was a Hoover vacuum salesperson. Okay. So if she knew I was watching an auric or a shark commercial about a competing vacuum... My mom would have disowned me. So disappointed. I think yeah. so. Yeah. So that's why I didn't tell her. See, I also think those are a little misleading, though, too, because you can get a bowling ball that weighs anywhere from six pounds to 16 pounds. Okay. But now, Sean, you're missing the point. Six pounds is a lot of dirt. Have you ever pulled a piece of six-pound dirt out of your carpet? It's called my child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, now, that, by the way, you want to sell me a vacuum? You suck up a child. There you (laughs) go. (laughs) You know what I mean? You suck up a child, and boom. I'll buy that one. I'll buy three of them. One for each floor to take my children. Look at the power of that (laughs) vacuum. Pick up your toddlers. (gasps) Mommy, mommy. This is great. Here's the deal. I bought into it because you know what? And I didn't even know I was in an infomercial at first because it sounded kind of newsy. It sounds kind of informative. Nine out of ten vacuum repair people choose... Whatever the name was. The Shark. The Shark. Um, by the way, that's where Sharknado was invented. <laughs> oh, gosh. Greatest man. movie of all time. Sharknado. A tornado with sharks in it. Oh, it's so fantastic. I, I, I still need to see that movie. I haven't seen it yet. You it's know on Netflix. It'll scare you to death. <laughs> because at any point, you could, I mean, there's a tornado going on in the Midwest right now. People are dying. It's scary. Yeah. You add to that sharks, different game.
1: It's you know I mean? terrifying. I mean, tornadoes are bad enough. Add sharks into the mix, yeah.
0: like literally, then Sharknado. it's crazy. Hey, um, on the show today, we've got uh, the wonderful Meg Conley will be joining us later. She's going to teach us about women in the media and how we might be missing, you know, I think they may not be depicted as they really are. You know what I mean? A lot of people uh, use, um, they, they brush up pictures. What do they call Photoshop? it? Photoshop? Yeah, they Photoshop not yeah, m- stereotype. Yeah. yeah. With me, though, I, I nobody photoshops me. And, it, and I'm sick of it because I look horrible. <laughs> not to be rude. But just for everybody on the team here, start photoshopping right now. We'll get on it. Okay? I don't have that many wrinkles, and that's not my real belly. So do people come up to you, hey, Matt, you really should um,
2: oh, man. photoshop your you photos. You should consider it. No, should, uh... this
0: is how I hear it. That when they see me in your, person, your they're like- is showing my app like that's not my ab. that's my gut but they look at me and they say oh it's almost like they're like shocked like whoa you you look a lot younger <laughs> in person <laughs> basically they're saying you take a horrible picture which is rude so everybody more photoshop nothing goes out of here unless i look like i'm 6'3 and made and, out of plastic and made out of plastic <laughs> That sounds gross. Um, anyway, that's, gonna, that's what we're talking about. And also, a wonderful guest today from the Media Literacy Project, Andrea Quijada will be joining us. She's going to inform us about you know commercials, how to, see the, how to read the media a little bit better, how to get through all the stuff that they might be trying to uh, trick us with, the little ins, the outs, the media, all forms of media, by the way. We're talking about it. Media literacy on the show today. But hey, we sent our own, uh, what are we going to call you guys? Our uh, dynamic duo. Crack team. team. I was going to say crack was the word I was thinking. Cracked was actually the word I was thinking. Um, Our team that's cracked, we sent them to uh, a wonderful event held in various locations, but in Salt Lake City, it's taking off. It's called Comic Con. Comic Con. Comic Con. -Con. It's the um, convention for comedy people. No, I mean, not comedy, like Comics. There you go. That's comic magazines, the inter- but that it's, sounds It's kind wrong. of like
2: an entertainment industry kind of convention. There's people from,
0: it, like, from where? Because it sounds like Star Nerd Trek, fest, uh, Star Wars.
2: I know, but there's a lot of uh, mainstream people there too. Yeah. Let's be real. It's Geek Fest. Yeah, come on, Geek Fest
0: 2014. Well,
2: not, that's the thing. Not, same thing. Not the Greek the, Fest. The, which the governor was
1: there of
2: Utah. Yeah. Well, so, well, sure, because it brings hands. huge like Their money.
1: tagline is though, is that we. Uh, well, I don't, actually, I don't think it's their tagline, but. The ultimate truth here is that we're all geeks about something. We all have something that we're geeks about, all right? Is that the ultimate truth? I that mean, is the to ul- me, there the, seems higher no, truths no, than that. that is the ultimate truth. I don't know.
0: Like, okay, let me ask you a question. So if we had to choose between the ultimate truth of where we go after we die, or the ultimate truth of why we're on this earth, or the ultimate truth of where we used to live, or the ultimate truth of... We're all geeky and nerdy about something. You know what? That, that, that ranks up that's, pretty high. Yeah. Okay. That's,
1: that's weird. It's un- it's understanding who you are, Matt. That's Accepting true. part of that.
2: But that's what kind of true? What I was trying to say is they've got the really, really ge- stereotypically yeah. geeky stuff. there, like Star Trek, Star Wars, but the stuff that you wouldn't really consider that geeky. Like they had a martial arts group there, okay. and, and yeah, stuff like, like that. What does the, that have to do the, with the Marines were there? Harley right. Davidson Air Air there. was there. Air Force was there. Okay, so the
0: Air Force, the Marines, they're there to recruit. Nerds. Well, actually, it's they a were there nerd for security. They're security, they were security. Yeah. yep. But see, Comic Con is, it's in various locations, right? And in Salt Lake City, I guess it had one of the biggest turnouts ever. Yeah, it
1: actually, like, you have the New York Comic Con and you have the San Diego Comic Con, which ranked them the highest attendance. Yeah. Salt Lake Comic Con came in in number three with over 100,000 people. Well, see, it's because you've unlashed the Comic Con Kraken. Yeah, pretty much. The Kraken is out. Well, and actually, Time Magazine said that. Um, Utah is the geekiest mm-hmm. state in
0: the union. I will second that. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> and I'm in yeah. a room with two guys that went to Comic Con. You guys, repre- third party, um, you represented yeah. our our show. Yep. And you went amidst the karate experts, the Marines, the Air Force, and then all of the the nerds, the, the geeks. Nerds. Yep. It was scary, Matt. What, tell
2: me about it. What was your goal? What was your purpose? We were trying to see how media affects society. What it means to people. You know, why? What did Comic Con mean to people? Why were people dressing up? Why were they going?
0: Did you see somebody dressed like Princess Leia? We did several. By the way, one of my first girlfriends was Princess Leia. Oh, yes. She didn't know that we. Cinnamon buns and all? Mm-hmm. That's where I fell in love with Cinnabon. <laughs> we've actually we've got some audio from Comic-Con if you want to hear it. Let's hear it. I'd love to hear some of it.
2: Are you excited for Comic-Con? Yes. Yeah. What about you? Yeah? Yeah, I'm really what, what did you come to Comic-Con for? Uh, everything. Everything? <laughs> there is tons of people here. We've got about 100,000 people that are going to come through. Right now we've got about 10,000 people lined up. We're glad to have him. Peace sign. We've got a lot of people here happy.
0: What does Comic-Con mean to you? It means everything. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a great time to get together with all our friends and our comic book family.
3: Comic-Con's amazing. It's when everyone that has similar interests can get together and just share their passions. And it only happens a couple times a year. Yeah. It's just so crazy. Look around, you'll see you insane outfits. Here? You know, I this is my second time. So I'm a newcomer to this, and I've loved it so far.
2: Be what you want to be. You can be what you into what you want to be into, but nobody's going to judge you for it. You obviously like Star Wars. I mean, what brings you to Comic-Con? Your love for Star Wars or the armor or what? what's, what's going charity. on? Charity. Love for charity more charity. than anything. So Comic-Con for you is about charity. It's yeah. not about having fun necessarily. No, no, no. Well, yeah, having fun's always uh, an added bonus there, but yeah, we use events like this. Um, we'll, we'll partner with places like Make-A-Wish and that. So anything we do or, or things like that is to kind of highlight that they need. Well, that's nice. There was a lot of different reasons that people came. Yeah.
0: But the number one reason? Nerds. Yeah. I mean, they were all dressed up. They were so, so role-playing what, their what were, what were they dressed up as? It's hard to see it on um, the radio.
2: We had people dressed up like Star, Star Wars, like mm-hmm. Jedi, yeah, yeah. uh, Stormtroopers. We had people uh, Star Trek, you know, yeah, Spock. Yeah, mm-hmm. I only saw one Spock, but there, there was all kinds of stuff: zombies. R two D two was there. Yeah, that was pretty. R two D two. Yeah, remote. I, I don't remote know if you controlled R two D two. The real thing. You could hear him
0: yeah. in the background making his noises of the interview there. You know, fascinating. A bunch of, but they also charity. So it's really yeah. charity at Comic Con. That was the thing that was really interesting. It was just how much charity was,
1: there was there. There were so many booths that they were there purely to to raise funds for different charities. How and, great,
0: yeah, it was really in, inspiring. See, so it's it's kind of like, um, what would you call it? It's kind of like um, the hippie movement, but for nerds. And I, I there. guess you could compare it to that. It's something else, though. It's Woodstock. It's Wood. It's Woodstock it's Woodstock Comic Con. It's Comic Con. It's yeah. Charitywoodstock It's Comic Con.
1: No, and I think that we really need to get to this um, before we run out of time. I think the most significant thing that we did at Comic Con... Yeah was was Mike trying to pick up a date. You know, this the whole I like you, the Mikey thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we actually went to a lot of people, and Mike tried to get their number. Was,
0: what were you dressed as, Mike?
2: I was dressed as a Matt Townsend show producer. I had a nice suit on,
0: tied. Nerd. My Nerd. hair You'll was never all get, slicked That'll up. never
2: work. I know. They, they told me that. I needed to dress up like He-Man or something. I would probably would have been yeah. a little more successful. I
0: wouldn't do He-Man. Something.
2: Uh, Star Trek? What would you choose? Jedi? Uh,
0: Stormtrooper? How about... A, how about um. What were the little what were the little short guys. Ewoks? A, you, an Ewok. I think I'd
2: make a good yeah, yeah, one. cute that you're, you're very
0: tall. There you go. But you would have been the tallest. You would have been the alpha Ewok. <laughs> uh, what what, is, what let's hear about the date. Okay. Yeah, so we have some audio
1: about Mike trying to get every, cool. a lot of people's numbers.
2: So what's the best advice you have for me on to get a date at Comic-Con? Anything, like <laughs> anything.
4: So this no, is from a Jedi. No,
2: yeah. Know their yeah. fandom. Well, guys, thank you so much. I wow. really appreciate it. Trustworthy worth, right? Yeah. Thanks a lot. Are you single? No. <laughs> no. Can I? Oh, okay. This is a w- WWE wrestler. Oh, 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 wrestler. Yeah. Well, Do you still want
0: to give it to me?
5: <laughs> My boyfriend would probably kill someone.
0: Dude, I bet his your boyfriend.
2: What's your huge. phone number?
3: Uh, I can't give that to you.
0: <laughs>
2: Are you single? No, I'm married. You're married. Yeah. Okay.
0: Strike four.
2: What's your phone number? Um,
1: I don't have a phone number. You don't a have mermaid, a phone number? Right? Okay.
0: Nope. Well, mermaids Cowan don't carry great.
5: phones.
2: Next one. So what's the best way to get a date with a mermaid?
5: You know, we typically are taken Most of by it. Lures.
2: Use a fishing lure. And so yep. that would include you?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So you don't have a phone number?
5: No, I have a shell phone. shell phone. What's your
2: shell phone number?
5: I don't think I want to give that away in an interview. Okay.
2: <laughs> At oh, that wow. time, that was about strike eight. Strike eight. You know, I think, Matt, I'm going to go for the more mainstream women. Yeah, go
0: for yeah. stay away
2: from. Well, it's because earth. you
0: failed miserably. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you, you ten can't. times the charm, right? Your opening line can't be. So, what's your phone number?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, that's what the Jedi said, so that's what well, I did.
0: Th- that works with the Jedi. They have the Force. Yeah, right? they can do Jedi mind yeah. tricks. You're, remember, you're an Ewok. Yeah, you don't have mind tricks. You may power. be an alpha male Ewok, but you're an Ewok nonetheless. Uh, today, we're talking media literacy, folks. We are going to dissect the media, start to figure out and understand what is going on and uh, who better to do that than um, on Andrea Quejada is going to be joining us, executive director of the Media Literacy Project, will be with us after this break. This is The Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we are dissecting the media. We are going to figure out, um, you know, what we can trust, what we can't trust, what we need to look at, what we need to worry about. When it comes to today's day and age, we're getting a lot of information from a lot of very complex combinations of text messages, images. We've got sounds. We've got different media companies, organizations. People are vying for our attention using every tool they possibly can. So what we wanted to do today was give you a heads up and help you try to figure out, you know, what are the sources you can trust and learn what we can learn about the media and its impact on our lives. You know, you've heard about the media conspiracies and the right or the left wing media conspiracy. That's not what we're talking about today. We are talking about how to basically take back your own involvement with the media. How do you actually know when you're being sold something, a bill of goods? I mean, again, if there are now huge conferences with hundreds of thousands of people attending because of all of these interesting characters from the media, um... We probably ought to pay attention to it. Our children are paying attention to it. So why not uh, bring on the expert? Andrea Quejada is joining us on the phone. She's the executive director of the Media Media Literacy Project. And you can find her website at medialiteracyproject.org. With more than a decade of experience as a media literacy trainer and 20 years as a community organizer, Quijada has a deep passion for media justice. She presents nationally and internationally on the impact of media on culture, politics, technology, and serves on the development team of the National Media Action Grassroots Network. She's a 2010 alum of Women's Media Center Progressive Women's Voices. She's also an advisory board member of the Generation Justice. She's the founder of various organizations uh, in Albuquerque, and we're so honored to have her on our show with us. Andrea Kehata, welcome to The Matt Townsend Show.
6: Good afternoon. Thanks, Matt.
0: So good to have you on the show. I mean, did you hear our little intro? We we sent some guys to Comic-Con the, up here in Salt Lake City, and they met uh, everyone from Princess Leia to Chewbacca, to R2-D2, to every world wrestler you can imagine, all of these media figures. And, you know, that's, that's just a conference. But there's dozens of things going on like that, plus my phone's ringing off the hook with ads and all of this stuff. Media is inundating us. And how help us understand, when you talk about media literacy, what is your goal as an organization and as the director of the Media Literacy Project?
6: You know, media literacy is really a necessary tool for the 21st century, as as you mentioned. Not only are we all being inundated constantly, young people in particular interact with media for an average of seven hours each oh, day. Oh, wow, yeah. So we want to make sure that that they and all of us have the skills we need to be able to navigate that system, to really understand the messages and media literacy, which is this ability to access media, analyze media, and create media, is the way that we think uh, can really build and has shown us that we can create this critical thinking. And where we become engaged with the media, not just passive consumers, but that we actually are engaged and understand what's happening and that we're thinking about it as we're processing.
0: I mean, hello, no duh. Isn't that like, think of that. It used to be you didn't have as many choices. You know, you could pick one of the networks and or a PBS network, right? So. Or a little t- a little newspaper. But now when you think about seven hours, our children are experiencing seven hours of media influence, probably average, right? So some yeah. are getting 10, 12, 14. Um, but your big thing is don't just be passive to it. Don't just go down the river with the media. You're saying, let's start leading this boat. Let's start steering the boat.
6: Absolutely, and we do this work at, at Media Literacy Project because we, we like media. We believe in the power of media to elevate stories, to connect communities, to build bridges between communities even. And sadly, we don't always see that happening. And we want, we want our media to be responsive and to be rooted in, in the many types of values that our communities have. And although it seems, as you mentioned, that we have an increase of choices, Sadly, while we may have more, uh, maybe cable channels, and we have the internet, and we have uh, our smartphones, and we can access information much easier than we used to be able to, at the same time we have fewer companies that are mm. controlling those messages. So even though I, uh, I may seem to you know, turn on television and I have cable and I think, oh, I have all of these choices, I'm actually going to get the same messages over and over again. It's
0: true, huh? I mean, you can actually see the same news over and over. I can listen to CNN on Sirius XM radio. I can then go home and watch the same thing I just watched, I mean, or heard. It's uh, the choices, I guess, aren't as plentiful. There's, uh, there's, I guess, abundance of content and venues, channels maybe, but uh, the owners of those channels are shrinking.
6: Yes, exactly.
0: What what impact does that have? I guess we're at, we're 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 hearing fewer and fewer opinions maybe? What is it?
6: We are. We're we're hearing fewer opinions and we're not hearing the diversity of opinions that that our communities have. And so if I'm a media owner and I own um you know, media, movie making outlets and book publishing and magazine publishing and radio And then I am able to, this is what we call synergy, where if uh, one of the actors from the movie that I just made will be on the morning show of the television program that I own um, because I own that channel. And so it's it's a way where we just have people and companies promoting and recycling their content over and over again. And 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 it, it gives the appearance that it's multiple voices, but, it's, but in, in, it's actually less voices and less opinions.
0: Yeah. Well, and, th- and then it's placed on the internet and then it's placed, then it's, you know, sent to our phones. And so all of a sudden, fewer voices are making multiple uh, channels or multiple devices. And we actually have the, the sense that it's all different.
6: Yes, hmm. we posted an article recently on our uh, Facebook page about Facebook, saying that young people aren't using Facebook as much, and, and they want to use Instagram. And right. the irony being that Facebook owns Instagram. So <laughs> the article was titled, Fa- "You know, young people are leaving Facebook for Facebook." But yep. it's a sense of people not not understanding the connections, not understanding the ownership behind the scenes.
0: So, how did you get into this? I mean, I I get it. I, you know, you can see somebody that's been in the media for years. I mean, but how did you come about doing this? And then you you want to teach everybody. You want to take this to the kids, to the youth, but to the parents as well.
6: Absolutely. I got into this because I believe that everyone has a story to tell. And I'm particularly drawn to visual storytelling. And I studied, you know, my academic background is in art history. so. Hmm. I was really fascinated with how stories are told visually, how they've been told throughout thousands of years through paintings, drawings, sketches, etchings, you know, how how storytelling has has taken place over this long period of time and and with that, I also was doing some violence prevention work at one of the first organizations I worked at. And again, I looked at what was taking place within media. What were the stories that we were being told about violence, um, and and sort of who was to blame, who was at fault, and what stories were we not being told? And I think that's where I kept seeing the gap between what was what the reality of the clients I was working with and the fantasy of the stories about violence that media were creating. And so that was really what drew me to it. And that's when I, um, and I was working here at a rape crisis center in Albuquerque and I, and media literacy project was here and I had heard about this, this organization. And so I attended a four day training called the Catalyst Institute that we used to offer many years ago. And that really for me, connected all of the the pieces that i had been working on throughout yeah. many years. And it, it just, it clicked.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and it makes, those, it makes sense. I mean, I mean, it, I guess it does take, it takes somebody to go through the experience and see what you've seen on the front lines to then tie it back to, you know, the, the media is not just some, um, I mean, and again, you're not anti-media, but it's, it, it influences us. It impacts our culture. It impacts our lives. And you saw the front line of that.
6: Exactly. And I think that, again, because we, because we are pro-media, right? We want, yeah. we want our media that tells the broader range of those stories. And instead of giving us the narrow stories, we, um, because some of those stories, it's not necessarily bad or wrong to tell that kind of story, but it becomes problematic. When it's the same story we hear over and over again, right. whatever that story is about gender, about race, about religion, that if we only get told a narrow story over and over again, it, it keeps us um, from really understanding and broadening uh, our ability to have compassion for everyone in our community.
0: It's really interesting. You hear with the whole scandal in the NBA about the, um, the basketball owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. He uh, yeah. who, who makes a comment and then you can but you can just see the conversations in the media are even kind of at odds with each other again, I guess, because we haven't been hearing a diverse enough view over over the years. I mean, this isn't something that started today, but we, we need more, I guess, experiences like what what's going on in the NBA to in, in order to have these conversations and, and create a different view, a different culture.
6: Absolutely, and and with that particular case too, that it often gets put on individuals, and we really, right. and for us, we're really interested in in what's taking place structurally. So, what's you know, what's taking place? Um, what's the structure in place that allowed an individual to um,
0: to own the t- yeah
6: to own to take place right? So and if and stay in as long as they that's stay happening. In. Yeah, that is, and 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 same thing with that situation. That's how I feel about media. That there's. Um, There's a structural issue taking place, and we have five to six corporations that are controlling 80 percent of the content that we're interacting with every day.
0: We're talking with Andrea Quejada, the executive director of Media Literacy Project. Go to our website, medialiteracyproject.org. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue discussing uh, media literacy and, and trying better to understand the culture and the impact the media can have on our attitudes, our thinking. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we are going to teach you media literacy. We're going to be going over how and what and who's in charge of all of those incredible little uh, funny shows you're watching, the commercials you see. In fact, today we're even going to be uh, reviewing some commercials. And we brought on a great guest. Andrea Quijada is joining us. She's the Executive Director of Media Literacy Project at medialiteracyproject.org. With more than 20 years as a community organizer, Quijada has a deep passion for media justice, and she's her goal and her purpose, as I'm understanding it, uh, is to help us understand and engage more effectively with the media. Let's not just be you know, a follower of the media, but let's now start intelligently leading and running our own viewership, leading and running how we see the media, how we work on it. Is that, is that a fair assessment, Andrea?
6: Yes. We, we define media literacy as the ability to access, analyze, and create media. So at Media Literacy Project, we work in those three areas. So we work on issues of media access. That includes looking at uh, media policy, and that includes media ownership the ability to have broadband in someone's home or not wow. how do people access do people have access to something as basic as a phone we believe that people uh, have the right to access the communication tools that they need for everything for healthcare to employment to access any benefits that they may need and for some people even something as basic as a phone is is not something that they're able to have and so this past year we've worked on different different policy issues such as working to maintain the lifeline program which is a phone subsidy program that actually started under the Reagan administration to help ensure that low income individuals and families can have a phone in their homes. And for some people, access to a phone is the difference between having a job um, or not having money. Um, And we take that for
0: granted, don't we? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. just use your phone. But getting a phone is very difficult for a lot of people.
6: Exactly. E- even even if it's a landline, so yeah. we're not just talking about a cell phones. Phone, we're talking right. about landlines also. And so um, we um, we sit on the consumer advisory committee to the Federal Communications Commission. So we are able to um, really ensure that we- community voices are at the table with some of the policy decision making that's happening at the federal level. Um, and so it's it's working on access issues. And then, of course, we analyze media, which is really the deconstructing media, which is really our entry point. Most people come to Media Literacy Project because they want those skills. They're like, how do we take apart something? How, you right. know, what does it mean to deconstruct? How do we do this? And then from there we then part of that part of uh, that anal- the the analyzing that happens includes looking at that structure the behind the scenes piece which is many times about policy and so that's where people get engaged because not only now are they Looking and thinking differently at the media that they interact with, they're able to understand and sort of look behind the curtain and see the structure that's in place and understand yeah. where 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 do we need to fix that structure.
0: that it's owned and by five or six companies. It's right
6: right, right. and and what um, even right now, we have an upcoming uh, a policy decision that on May fifteenth the new FCC chairman is going to announce some new internet rules that they are calling net neutrality but but actually aren't. And Interesting, so, Yeah. you know, we're preparing for that conversation. And we also create media. So we work, you know, we define media literacy in, in those three areas. And then all of our programs and trainings that we offer and curricula fall in line with those three areas. So
0: your, your um, purpose, I guess, is to to educate people, but because the media, what we're seeing, how we see it, it creates, I guess it creates our paradigms. It creates how we approach the world, our thinking, our attitudes. So really, you're trying to adjust the thinking and attitudes and behaviors through media.
6: Yeah, and to get people to understand what are the attitudes that are being portrayed, because I think that for some people, we can forget, it can become easy to forget that The media, right, aren't it's not when I sit down from a television program, there were people that made decisions about what the characters were going to say and what they'd be wearing. And there were people that made decisions about the products that were going to be marketed to us in that program, whether in the script itself or in the commercials that air. And we know that advertising does have a huge impact, otherwise, Companies wouldn't spend the, right. the millions and billions of dollars that they do every year if it didn't, if it wasn't effective. And we can look at something as simple as the Super Bowl. Yeah, when we and you look see at Doritos, the fact
0: that a, right? Exactly, yeah, tostito a bowls. Second yeah, second
6: spot of airtime. Just the airtime was four million dollars. Yeah,
0: holy cow! Do you just know what I could do with four time. million that dollars? The
6: production costs. <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
0: laughs> I mean, man! Oh, wow!
6: So that's why we want to deconstruct and that's yeah. why we had something today that I know that we were going to Yeah, the Pantene you know, look commercial. So.
0: No, we have a commercial then that and and maybe just set it up a little bit. We're going to we want to have everyone listen to a commercial about Pantene. I guess that's a that's like a hair product. Yeah, yeah like so a shampoo. Yeah, a hair product.
6: And so we're going to listen to it, which is a little different than watching it. Yeah. Um, but but so what we see in the commercial in this is we see a woman um so all of skin, dark hair, straight hair, um, coming down a, a spiral staircase, entering a party. And as she enters the party, she turns and her hair flips around, oh, yeah. and, you know, lands yeah. perfectly. Mine does the same um, thing. Yes. And so we see that image. And then near the end, we see... Uh, all of the, pro- you know, all of the products that they want to sell us. Yeah. Um, and so that's really, that's the image that we really, that we get because they're talking to us over this image. Okay, let, let's listen to time. it
0: and, and imagine the hair flowing.
7: When your hair gets what it needs. You can't help but feel special. That's the experience of Pantene conditioners. Pro-vitamin formulas designed to give your hair strength, moisture, and shine all in one week. Feel like one in a million.
0: Pantene. Shine. Shine. Yes. Wow. You know what? You know what? My hair was saying the other day how special it feels. Actually, right. mine feels mine feels hurt and rejected, abused, tormented. But isn't that that there's a whole feel to that, isn't there? So, and we didn't even see the visual, but it's this upbeat music. You can see her walking into the party. She's rocking, I'm sure, a nice dress, hair yes. flowing, and her 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 hair is happy
6: because oh, yes. it's being treated her well. Hair is ha- she's happy. She happy has a hair. Smile on her face. Yeah. So we always start with, uh, we, uh, in general, we have four basic deconstruction questions. We have more, too, and these are all available on our website. Um, but we usually start with, you know, who paid for this media message, whatever that is. Was it a commercial? Was it a sitcom? What, what, you know, what is the media? And so here we know that who paid for it is uh, Procter & Gamble, which is the parent company to okay. the
0: so. But that's good. So anybody that's sitting there watching any show should probably be asking, or commercial, or I guess, any show, really, even any, show. any media source, even I guess emails, you know, a YouTube commercial, who paid for it?
6: Yeah, who that's paid a great for it? question. We always want to know what's ha- and feel you can always take a moment to do some quick research and yeah. and make some connections pretty quickly. Usually, oh, does there's it a matter company? And that's the same company that. Does this other thing over here? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, you
0: know, Andrea, um, does it matter if, as long as my hair's happy, does it matter who pays for it?
6: Well, that gets you know that's interesting because that gets into the untold story <laughs> yeah, here. It does, and and that's really one of the pieces that we like to focus on. It's sort of like what are they telling us? What are they not telling us? See, I would actually and
0: just this, ask: Is that her real hair? That's what you I'd know, be
6: thinking. In, that's how in, shallow I am. In most of those ads, the hair the hair that we're seeing is probably theirs, although it will have been digitized.
0: Okay, and it also probably – yeah, that's good. So the first question so, is who paid for this? Give us another one because we have to take a break. Then we soon.
6: ask, like, who's the target? So we quickly – it's like, who paid for this? Who are they trying to reach? Usually that's pretty easy to figure out, the age group. We usually sort of do age, race, um, Gender, if you know, if we see that. So here we're we're looking at probably white and and or Latina women mm-hmm. with long hair
0: <laughs> that
4: go to parties between the
6: ages of thirteen to twenty five. Wow. That, yeah. Um,
0: it's that targeted.
6: It's it's that absolutely, and sometimes it's even more narrow. Yeah. And then we always ask, what are the techniques of persuasion that that they're using? And and before that, I usually ask people, how many of you've ever tried to persuade someone to do something? Right. Yeah. Most of us have done that. Yep. Um, and we're familiar with some of those techniques, um, flattery, for example,
0: mm-hmm.
6: um, fear, you know, if you don't clean your room, you're not going to be able to go to the party, whatever it is yeah. that, that we might do
0: Opportunity, use. that you could be popular with happy hair and go to rich parties.
6: Yes. So, that's cool. And then we define the difference um, of persuasion versus manipulation. And so we say persuasion is when we're trying to get someone to do something that's in their best interest. Hmm. Like if you eat your vegetables, you'll be able to do this, yeah. right? And manipulation is when someone is trying to get us to do something that is not in our best interest, right? Okay. And so that's where we we clarify that. So, so the techniques of persuasion used here include explicit claims, right? They say that uh, our hair will be will be fixed within one week of using this product. Wow. Um, as I look at, by the
0: way, as I look at my bald staff here, uh, okay, yeah, Pantene, Sean.
6: Pantene. One week. That's it's all it's just gonna Sean. take. Pantone. Um simple solution, right? All you need is this product. Usually that one is in most commercials. It's this mm. one product is yep. going to fix the multitudes right. of issues you're struggling and change with. Change your
0: right. life forever.
6: Mhm. Um, beautiful people, that's another one. Yeah. So there's a few that they use here. Those are just some of them. And flattery, the whole thing about being special.
0: You know what? And who doesn't want to be special? We've got to take a break. We're talking with Andrea Quejada, and she is joining us from the um, Media Literacy Project. Go to medialiteracyproject.org for more information there. We're going to come back, and Andrea's going to take us through more and more tools, you know, how to deconstruct messages a little bit better, how to break down these messages they're giving us so that we're intelligently... Managing our own media use. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. That's the hoedown music. It means we're wrapping up our first hour of today's program. Today we're talking media literacy, uh, trying to give you some tools, skills, ideas, insights into how to read the media a little bit more. um, What's the word? Be savvy. Media savvy is the goal. Not just sit there and take it. You don't just have to watch a commercial, a hair commercial, and then immediately assume that your hair is sad and needs help because it never gets the attention that the other hair that's sometimes fake on commercials gets. So we brought in the expert from um, the Media Literacy Project. Uh, Her name is Andrea Quijada. She is the executive director of Media Literacy Project. Go to the website medialiteracyproject.org. Tons of information, tools, examples uh, to to better read and, I guess, to deconstruct the messages of the media. Andrea, welcome back.
6: Thanks. Yes, we have a deconstruction gallery on our website, and every month we uh, deconstruct some sort of commercial. Whether it's a print ad, we've even deconstructed sitcom clips and. Many people send us things all the time saying, "Have you seen this commercial?" or oh, really? "Let's deconstruct this." Oh yeah, we have we have folks that send us things from from all across the country. I think it's we,
0: important though that you also we just reiterate, you're not anti-media. You're you're really saying you're very just pro people. Let's make sure as yeah, people we're, we're not pro, being pro run people, by her.
6: Pro communities and we believe in the power of media to shape culture and 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 we want to see it shaped in in the ways that most people in the community want to see it happen, and yet we have very little control over that process. And even as something as simple as the commercial that we just listened to, um, when when it ends with this piece, you know, when they say, when your hair gets everything it needs, you can't help but feel special, <laughs> there's, there's a value message in that yeah. that somehow is saying that this is what women are caring about. When most of us have women in our lives, who are caring for their communities and families. Um they're worried about the economy right now. They right. want clean water, clean air, better schools, right? Yeah. But but that's not the message no. we get. What we we're getting is that like if you just if you just have the hair, you know, You'll feel special when your hair looks good. And I think a lot of women are saying, no, I'll feel special when my pay increase comes in. Yeah. You know,
0: when Yeah, I'll when your children special. are eating, right. Yeah,
6: I'll feel special. But I don't have to worry that my children aren't getting the education I want them to have. And so that's the piece that, that that's huge. we that's about. That's important. Yeah. Talk about
0: exactly. – we, we have another audio that you wanted to talk about or deconstruct, which is Latinos for Free Internet
6: well that's actually so that's more in our create piece because we talk about how it's also important to create media and so this is a piece that media literacy project created okay um a few years ago when we first were really engaging in this conversation around internet freedom or what's called net neutrality right which is the ability to go online and go wherever we go where we want to go and as I mentioned, we have, um, our FCC is going to be announcing some proposed rules on May 15th. And, and essentially, Chairman Wheeler wants to, to put tolls on the information superhighway, right? If we think about, oh, yeah. we can get on and we can go fast and we want to go where we want to go. Um, and he wants to put up some tolls that if we can't pay, we're essentially going to be rerouted to what I would call dirt roads. Uh, Wow.
0: Yeah. Slow, muddy, bogs. Yeah.
6: Great. Yeah. And so um, we worked with community members all across um, our city here in Albuquerque to talk about why do people care about um, this issue? And so this is something that we produced. And so again, this is this is the importance of being able to create media also that really resonates and reflects the real, like what's really happening in our community. That's great,
0: leading it. Let's, let's listen to that.
6: Air has no ownership. With a free and open internet.
0: We have the same
4: opportunities online as anyone else.
6: Without discrimination.
2: I can stay connected.
3: To my culture friends,
2: and family, even when
7: I'm far away.
3: I can finish my homework at home, and turn it in on time.
5: My community can tell its own stories,
7: no matter how much we make, who we are,
5: or what we believe in. With the free and open internet, we don't need any company's approval to speak.
4: We are 19 million strong online.
6: Desde Nuevo Mexico, to New York, Estamos Unidos. When we stand up, we make history.
0: El aire.
3: Y el internet. No se vende, se defiende.
0: Hmm. Libera el aire.
6: Unite for internet freedom.
0: Isn't that, that's, that is a, that's a, you've become a powerful voice for a need, right? You, you saw that they were being underrepresented. The Latino world, I guess, is what is what that's about, right?
6: Yes, and that many times in policy conversations, there are communities that often go underrepresented and unheard. And we we were that's not what we were hearing on yeah. the ground here. And so we worked with folks and um, pulled you know we pulled resources and created this spot and we were able to air it um, and get it online prior to an FCC town hall that we held here. And we're actually going to be hosting another one on July 1st with Chairman Wheeler here in Albuquerque. And so for us, it's about um, how do we then use media to really engage with community and and elevate the voices that are often unheard. And so that's part of why we continue to believe that uh, and work for net neutrality because that's one of the spaces, online is one of the spaces where any one of us right now can go on and... Upload, you know, create yeah, content and upload content and access content.
0: It seems it like means, it, 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 one simple policy decision, one simple law passed, um, could seriously exclude entire groups of people, or you yeah. know, or, or, or under, or you know, de, you know, deconstruct an opportunity, take away certain rights, certain opportunities.
6: Yes, and that's why we continue to provide. Trainings on on this broader concept of media literacy that we we don't just simply deconstruct media. Although there are times where that's where we're called in to do. People want us to come in sure. and they hire us to do a two hour training because that's a, and that's a really critical first step. Yeah. And and then we always leave them with this other piece around being able to understand how deconstructing media means also deconstructing the system that the media is is being. Um, is sort of the foundation behind that, like how is it being produced, how is it being distributed? Once we can understand that also, it makes us even more uh, and stronger critical thinkers. And that's really what we're trying to do, is we want to increase critical thinking, because the skills that people gain from media literacy are skills that they can apply to other, other parts of their life. That ability to think critically isn't something that is only relegated to this area of media. It's right. Being able to think critically applies to all of these other areas in our in our life.
0: When, when you were going through the the techniques that you teach to deconstruct messages, you you got through kind of source and audience. You, you talked about what was being said, the text, but there's that. It seems like there's also something much more subtle, like a subtext going on. Um, and it have you have you noticed in your research is. Is there some part of every media message that impacts us more than another? Or like some of us might not notice the subtle subtext, but or is there or is it is it what people are saying that matters more in the ad or is it all of it together? What what pulls the most punch in a message? You know,
6: it's. First of all, being the target audience is where you're going to pick up. If if I am the target audience, I will pick up both on. Uh, I will pick up more strongly on that subtext because they're they're reaching me, yeah. they're resonating with me, and they're,
0: they're and using your language, your right, your, And
6: A lot yeah. of times, particularly as adults, if I'm if I'm working with adults, I, I'll often start with ads that are targeting younger people because it becomes so clear when you're not the target audience what's happening because you're automatically removed it's almost like you're taking a step back and you you can see it for what it is and um even with teenagers if i'm working with high school students if i walk in and i start with commercials and we're looking at media that are made for eight-year-olds they they can see it very clearly. Yeah. Like they're not the target. And so that's usually where I start. I always start with something that provides enough distance yeah, for people the, to you be can able see to it. get the skills.
0: That's interesting. You can't see your own as well as you can. I mean, you, you subtly, subconsciously see, you know you're being advertised to because you understand the words they're using and the references, but you can see somebody that's outside of your group much easier.
6: Absolutely. And then I start integrating and bringing in examples that are much more closely aligned with you know with their own target group and then they're able to apply those skills and and so we're thrilled because we just wrapped up um a a, it's called for grade seven in in the united kingdom we were hired to create a media literacy curriculum for their year seven and they just took us there we were in london in january um and this is a curriculum that is going to be piloted in over 30 schools across across the uk Hmm. and we and now now they're bringing us back to to write part two for their grade eight and um and so for us it's that's such a critical age working with middle schoolers because that's they're really primed and they are really being targeted at that particular age and so for us we're we're looking at getting them to be able to deconstruct media, but also to how how do they want to use media how do they so we have a whole we did a whole series of um, of some of the classes that are on how to interact with media and even use social media in a way that promotes and aligns their values um, and and with their goals like what are their life goals and how do they use media today to help achieve those goals and yeah. so there's a lot of, like, how do we use media to get us to where we want to go?
0: I love it. Andrea, so appreciate it. And and I really respect uh, what you're trying to do because this thing will just keep going on its own or, you know, under the direction of five mega huge companies right now. But we need somebody out there that's an advocate, somebody that's also trying to help us see through some of the magic uh, that uh, equals some of our media. So, again, everybody, go check out the website, medialiteracyproject.org. You can understand more what they're doing. Look up, what, look up uh, even get a job there, for heaven's sakes. You can also donate. You can volunteer and get involved in their networks as well. Again, Andrea Quijada, thank you again for your time.
6: Thanks so much, Matt.
0: You're the best. Appreciate it. Kay, literacy. Do you feel like you have a clue what's going on with the media? Do you know the rules you should be living with your family, with your kids? We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking media, media literacy and uh, hopefully uh, open that up even a little bit more. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. Today, we're trying to give you the tools to make sure that you're leading your media life instead of being led by it. We've talked about media literacy. We've talked about... Uh, we sent some of our producers to Comic Con. Comic Con, and in fact, um, do you still have that song? Because we have a song about the Comic Con. Um, it, it's I do. I think it's it's not necessarily Comic Con song, but it's it's fairly close to Comic Con. This is uh, who is this? This is Culture Club. Culture Club.
3: Kind of fun. Okay,
0: but just imagine they're saying Comic Con. This was a great band. Culture
3: Club.
0: Brings back memories. Were you a big Culture Club fan. Oh, huge. The
3: yeah. music video is kind of exciting, too. Yeah.
0: Do you see it? <laughs> it's
3: like a circus. Yeah. Dancing girls. Oh,
0: yeah. This is. This has the 80s written all over. it. Is this the 80s? Uh, 70s, I think. 70s? Maybe it's 80s. That's Boy George.
6: Is this where it comes Here in? Here it goes.
0: Comic-Con. Comic-Con. <laughs> Comic-Con. Oh, man! Comic-Con.
3: That was great. I think yeah. you singing it was...
0: Comic, comic, comic. I think I have the, the ability to hear things that aren't really there.
3: Yeah, that's probably... Your wife would probably agree with you. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's, she totally would. Now, you you have been doing some research, Jess, because... Because
3: Merit's uh, gone. Now they're thinking I'm supposed to do the research well, or something. <laughs> and
0: every time we've ever gone to your desk when you should have been working, you really were on Facebook. So anything that involves Facebook, we're thinking, let's have Jess research that <laughs> while on she's that. there. Right,
3: right. So
0: what are you learning about – because there's a ton of advertising now on Facebook.
3: Yes. Right? Yes, a ton. So I went and looked at the Facebook trends of last year yeah. to kind of see how – I mean, you can – assume they're going to be similar this year of how much they're going to expand. Um, Last year, the advertising on Facebook increased 96%. Woo! 96, that's like doubled.
0: Yeah, that's great.
3: Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Um, I don't notice
0: a lot of ads. I mean, I'm not annoyed on Facebook by the ads.
3: Right. Isn't that interesting? And I think it's because they've gotten so good at targeting Uh their audiences that I enjoy. Like, I I almost think, a lot of the time, I think that it's my friends who are posting these things because... Oh, wow. Who's
0: offering me this great Pantene hair... To make my hair smile. Oh, I
3: love clothes. That's a way cute outfit. Oh, that's an advertisement. I better go check it out. <laughs> I seriously do that all the time. See, you're I thought the it was one, my friend and you know then it what? wasn't.
0: you money to them. Yeah, I know. Advertising they companies love you. love you. Yes, yes. I never click through an ad, ever.
3: Okay, <laughs> this is interesting because they did find that women... They, they advertise to women more because we are, respond more.
0: Well, interesting. Women end up spending more of the money, The you know, the home <laughs> earnings. Women are spending a heck of a lot more money than men are.
3: I guess that's just, that so might be true. So that's probably smart on... to target women. Yeah.
0: I target women in my ads as well.
3: They target them 65% and men 35%. So. You know what?
0: I'm totally okay Devils. with that discrimination. <laughs> Go ahead, target the ladies. They do. They do spend more money. I mean, not like I'm not. Being and probably
3: rude. online because well, they, mean, they make bigger decisions.
0: They yeah,
1: make usually, the majority yeah. Of the, yeah, decisions. yeah, usually they're the decision makers. They're the gatekeeper of the home, and they so totally usually are. they make the di- buying decisions. Mm-hmm.
3: But they also found, as far as the age groups, um, it's. Not eighteen to twenty five, like you'd think, like the yeah. people who are using it the most. It's twenty five and up. Eighty four well, percent of the ads. That's are That's why
0: my fourteen year old has moved to Instagram. because yeah. <laughs> it's the, true. It's, it's twenty four and up or whatever. Uh-huh. We're we're old. I I, yeah. I think it's the greatest thing ever.
3: What is Facebook? Facebook, Facebook yeah.
0: is my wife's best friend.
3: <laughs> I know it's my mom's best friend too, and she doesn't know how to use it, I know. but see, she loves it.
0: So that's an older generation. The, uh, now, do your age group. 20-somethings. Do you love Facebook?
3: Yeah, I do. Or do you
0: prefer Instagram?
3: But... Oh, uh, what do you prefer, James? I don't
0: know. I'm still I'm still pretty heavy on Facebook, but I'm
1: I'm slowly moving over to like Snapchat and Instagram mm-hmm. and such.
3: Yeah, Snapchat is big because it's temporary. Yeah, yeah. Snapchat think...
0: is where all the deviants go.
1: I understand. <laughs> <the deviant>.
3: Snapchat, <laughs> You have a what
0: is it? You well, got yeah, six okay. seconds and it disappears. You whatever. can choose yeah. how many seconds you want. Yeah. Mm. Wait, how many seconds do you who? have yours posted? I don't know, like five. Oh, interesting. What do you need to get if rid of in five long. seconds? James. Usually, make
3: a funny face. Well, okay, it's used for different things, but. I usually make a funny face and then I'm like, oh, I'm good. But so you can take pictures of it and then they bring it up later and I'm like, oh, you can still take <gasps> you pictures. You just do a, do a
1: screenshot that. of or something. So yeah, I so can that's save not it. as
0: safe. Okay, that's
3: yeah, good. yeah, yeah. That's why it's dangerous is because you actually can save those pictures. Okay. It's supposed to be. So
0: you guys like Snapchat? That's good.
3: I don't. Okay, I uh, don't Sean's like Snapchat. Still on MySpace? <laughs> what?
0: Sean just Sean can't. He's got still a MySpace my account.
2: Uh, yes, I do. <laughs>
3: I remember
0: when MySpace was born. <laughs> um, so give us more data on Facebook.
3: Um, Canada increased the most really? last year. It's 136 yeah. compared to 125 here. Percent. See, see Canada's,
0: yeah, their economy's roaring. They're doing pretty well yep. out there, so they have more Facebook time.
3: Yeah. So I thought it was interesting as I was reading about these um, that I ran into a lot of things on um, Google, googly AdSense and how they track everything you do on the internet which i didn't know this google
0: is tracking
3: <laughs> stop you make it sound like you're being sarcastic i can tell but
0: <laughs> but they're not
3: it really is news to some people and i talked to sam about it and he was telling me like address like everything about you well it's
0: not like they have cameras everywhere you didn't know the nsa was google right is that yeah yeah if you play google backwards it says nsa
3: <laughs> yeah. Or like every website you've ever been to, Google they know does. everything. So that's why the advertisers are so subtle because we like what they're giving us. And and I think that Google is really um, sensitive to giving, you know, being annoying yeah. because if it was too annoying, we'd oh, yeah. be like mad, but we're not mad no, because we're like, we like keep, it.
0: <laughs> keep stalking me. <laughs> I haven't, I love, what story were you telling
3: Oh about yeah, me? yeah. That's
1: messed up. Just that Target has developed their own software as well that they've been able to track. I don't know if they get their information from Google, um, but maybe it's possible. But apparently there was a story that happened like a year or two ago that there was this this couple that they started receiving ads from Target for like baby clothes and baby products and such. Oh boy. And But the situation was that, the wife had just barely gotten pregnant and she hadn't even told her husband yet that she was pregnant. Did she know she was pregnant? I think she'd shortly I think Maybe. she found out like barely before the ads started to come. Oh, the fact wow. that the Target had somehow tracked her buying yeah. uh, her buying uh, habits yeah. and determined that she
0: was probably <laughs> well, pregnant. I heard Google had a huge campaign with Target to target embryos. So that they could know if they were going to be delivered eventually. And they know exactly what they want <laughs> oh because, you know, they're tracking everything. But isn't that scary? All of a sudden, you're getting these messages about having a baby and you find out you're pregnant.
3: Yeah, that would be weird. And it's it's kind of just creepy just because f- of the fact that it's happening. And it yeah. could happen to any of us. Like, it is happening to all of us. That's
0: why. And whenever I see, like, a dog commercial... I get freaked out because the last thing we need at our house is an animal, a dog. I think you I'm wondering awesome if with no. the dog. I, no? I love animals, but I, they die. <laughs> they die. With or yeah, without me, they true. eventually die. And then I have to have a funeral, and then you got to bury them in the backyard, and then the city complains.
3: My mom stopped buying dogs because she got so like, attached to them, and she felt like it was a child, and she was like, losing that, a child. That's when
0: she started stealing them.
3: <laughs> Why would you steal them? I don't know. Them? You'd that's give weird. them away.
0: What? So- what, what other things should we watch out for when it comes to social media?
3: Okay, so um, the trends that are happening this next year, yeah. I think that's important. Because you need to be social media literate. As we've yeah. been talking about, this is a big one. Um, so obviously we've talked about the rise of paid advertising. Mm-hmm. Everything is moving to online because that's where people are. We're like attached to our phones, and so that's the best place to advertise. Um, I thought it was interesting that um, on Facebook – the mo- most of the ads are clicked on in the middle, 49%. 40, so right sorry, down
0: the middle column. It's
3: 49 times more. The middle ads than the right side ads so forty nine right. times. So well, that's see a lot. that's
0: also interesting because that data may be Facebook trying to sell more middle ads.
3: This isn't. This is not. This see, is the daily egg.
0: Data, okay, but whose data do we trust? It's anymore? a
3: blog. Okay. Well, and but you're right. It <laughs> actually
1: makes sense though because, like you even said so yourself, that a lot of times when you look at those posts, you think that your yeah. friends are posting yes, those.
3: I know. Yeah. You
1: know, and so they just naturally you're like, oh yeah, I'll click on that. Yeah, oh, that sounds interesting.
3: I know. I okay, you're They're right. Sneaky. That's probably why. Um, so so also that um, soci- or specialized social media platforms and sites are going to become more popular. So th- they're going to target their audience a lot more. And, that's smart. Yeah. And it's a lot easier on the internet because you can choose what you look at. And so yeah. you can go straight to the clothing website if that's what you're into. <laughs> which wow. it is for me. Hypothetically. Okay, um, so I read like three or four different articles on this, or maybe more, but um, Google Plus was mentioned in every single one. They all said Power that it's going to it's gonna boom it's this gonna next year. Off. Which I was like, Ugh. maybe that's because of the Facebook, you know, yeah. maybe that's because everyone's getting sick of Facebook. It's been a few years on that site, so maybe we need to switch. Oh, I don't know, man. but they all talked about that switch. I
0: don't want to switch anything.
3: 300 million people visit Google plus every month. Three hundred million. Yep, so it's going higher and higher. So you might see that. Because of the search algorithms on Google and the rewards that it gives sites. Oh yeah. So
0: they're they're getting more and more. That's the power. I mean they're in the they're in the power seat, right? They're in the pole position. Right. Googly. (laughs) <laughs> and now and they also have pictures of the entire world, the entire universe, con- they every are neighborhood, like
3: the, the link. Yeah, everything. They they're, conglomerate everything.
0: My favorite thing about Google is when people send you a link to go find a scene where there was where they found a body. You know how they're like, <laughs> you got to see this one. Yeah, they're finding. I mean, Google Earth is solving a lot of crimes. Yeah, they well, found they know the so Loch Ness monster. Did they find the they Loch, Loch Ness monster? Well, the, <laughs> the,
1: there was a group that found uh, what looked like the Loch, Loch Ness monster on on the maps. Holy! Cow. Yeah, they zoomed in on the the lake and thought they found it because they saw like waves. <laughs> no boat.
0: No boat. They are the NSA. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Good stuff, Jess. Appreciate it. Yep. You nailed it. Thanks. And you're gonna go back now and. Get on Facebook.
3: I'll let you know if anything new comes up in hey, the next Hey, just, just go
0: right down the middle. Only <laughs> click the ads in the middle.
3: Okay. Let's make
0: that happen. We're gonna take a break. Today we're talking media literacy, everything you know need to know: the, the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs of your media. Trying to inform you there. We're gonna take a break. Come back. Julie Nelson's gonna be joining us. The mom bomb, the baby whisperer. She'll be right here next. This is the Matt Townsend show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We the Queen has arrived. The Guru, the Mom Bomb, the Child Whisperer, Julie Nelson's joining us uh, again. Go to her website. You gotta. I'm gonna drill this till every one of you have been there and had a spoonful of parenting. That's the website. A spoonful of parenting helps the medicine go down.
7: Yeah, it does, and a it adds a little zest of... to your life.
0: It does, and you're pinch hitting today. I am. Which was amazing, and we got you a Snickers because we know you like fine chocolate.
7: I do, and it's the finest. It is.
0: Last time, Julie brought us some chocolate from Europe, and she was all bragging it up, you know, blah, blah, the best chocolate in the world. Which which it is. And I gave her a Snickers, which is milk chocolate, peanuts, caramel, and nougat, Mm -hmm. and you've never been the same. You've written me like five times saying, That's divine. (laughs) You didn't know. You've never had a Snickers. I haven't
7: had it because I've been so busy wolfing down my milkas.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. your milkas. She's a she's a milkaholic. I am. Is that a word?
7: It is. It is now. I just.
0: What do you think about the media? I mean, you make huge money on the media.
7: I don't personally make huge money off the media, but the media. But you have television. That's true. I'm on television, uh, but the thing that media does is it distorts reality. You know that. Yeah, it you does. Know, we we all know that.
0: It makes me look heavier, <laughs> which is a total distortion of reality.
7: And it makes me more beautiful than I am.
0: Well, no, you're gorgeous. No, you are when you bring Melka. But yeah. I mean, you brought another treat today. Yeah. For me.
7: Yeah, and the crew. Oh, and the crew. Yeah.
0: Okay. Never mind. Uh,
7: yeah, it's no, it's it's uh, something that we put on that is a false reality. And it tries to imitate and portray what's going on in real life, but um, it takes such a uh, uh, a narrow, stereotypical. We have to have characters who fit a stereotype. Right. And in fact, when they when they create a sitcom, they'll say, "Okay, you are the funny loud one. You are the fat goofy <laughs> one. You are the you know what? And, and you have to be this wow. role. Um, and that's the way they carry their you know. That's sad. Yeah, they do.
0: Because we did our show the same way. <laughs>
7: Which one are you? I can't tell you. We
0: want you to try to figure it out if you can.
7: You must be the smart, nope. wise one. Nope.
0: I'm the, what was I? The fat, funny one <laughs> that no one listens
7: to. No, I never think pearls come from your lips. You are, you are so wise.
0: You're
7: so nice. But that's what they do. And um in the they have sitcoms that will have these these portrayals of, you know, you remember Roseanne Barr She oh, was yeah. the loud because see she was overweight, so they couldn't make her a quiet demure woman. Oh no, what would that? So yeah, yeah so the the fat woman, so to speak, has the, over, to be the overweight loud. has to be loud and brass. Oh. And that's what she got her, you know all her money off what of. What do you
0: think? Because and- the same thing's going on when you watch these um, reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. Because in a way, they, they're the, they're doing all the editing. So we just think we put a bunch of people on an island and they end up Oh, you
7: know. no. No, I've read about how they take hundreds of hours of interviews, and then they'll put together what they want. Yeah. And they'll even feed you lines to get you to say what they want you to say yeah. in those interviews. And then they put together what they want the audience well, to hear. Well, and then
0: they do psychological evaluation, so they know who's just almost not stable. <laughs> yes. And then you put them in the... You put them on an island. You dehydrate them, and boom—you've got yourself a masterpiece. You got yourself one of the top-rated shows of all time. That's right. You just—all it takes is a little dehydration, and uh, you know.
7: And and having and having to find your next dinner somewhere in the jungle. That's right. Yeah, and kill Mm. it, kill it yourself.
0: That is no. They
7: put they, no. They'll screen. They'll have personalities, um, and they'll f- find out whose personality they think will go well with the other ones. Yeah, and you know, even if you would have been a good person for that particular reality show, um, they're going to kick you off if you didn't have the certain mold that they're looking for.
0: You know what? You see that too, because uh, have you ever watched any Disney shows? Disney Channel. Yeah, they're all singers. Yeah, like, and to me, I guess what we're doing is really just trying to promote the next line of singers that we could sell products to.
7: Yeah, cuz their album's going to come yeah. out. So let's get to know them as a funny But I guess pre- that's teenager. that was the Musketeers, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. I mean the Musketeers. That was the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Annette Funicello started that. She's to blame for that. <laughs> so so what are we supposed to do as parents if it is a distortion? Mm-hmm. It's a weird magnifying glass that distorts our children from reality.
7: Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, we've also, you know, I was commenting to my my psychology friend. He's a he uh, a PhD in psychology. I was talking about the beauty of the Olympics. And I said to him, isn't it interesting, just this last Sochi Olympics, I said, you look at those girls up there that are performing whatever it is. I yeah. thought, they're all gorgeous. They are. And he said, you know, they actually vet those Olympians as well. Because they're not, I mean, they they are great at what they do. But the people who back them up, that promote them, that give them the funds, want their face on their product. And so we actually get the final product of who they want them promoting, promoting their products. And so we have beautiful women skiing and we have beautiful women going, you know, on, you know, all the different venues there, and I was surprised. W- weren't you surprised? How- mm. I was like, wow, where did the- all these girls come from? It's because the- all of the the promoters of the products went through and picked who they wanted them to be their face, and they got the money. Therefore, they got the training wow. to pay the coaches to get the equipment, and they got the money to finally achieve what they were able to achieve, but all the ones that weren't you know, quite that. Yeah. What about us average folk? <laughs> <Yes>. What about... <laughs> But did you notice how many ugly guys there are? I know. What's it? How come all the guys
0: have snaggle tooth and they're all like, Grr. but the women are, and they're, but then they get up there too and they still perform. So maybe it's because you have this abundance of people. You know, you can then all of a sudden you, you can get picky. Yeah, you can. Apparently, but the guy. What do you mean the guys aren't good looking?
7: I noticed there's a lot of rough looking guys. Well,
0: it's because they, yeah, 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 they they board all the time. <laughs> they can't. They're too tired to shave. That's right. That's and right. Get a haircut. Yeah. Um,
7: but it's, there's that double standard, you know. Even in the movies, you'll have inter, you know interviews by women. You'll see these wonderful women who've had careers all through you know their younger years, and then they hit fifty, and they all say, you know, there's no roles yeah. for me anymore. Right. But the men, yes, there's oh, lots sure. of roles for older men. Oh yeah. And they're fine, and they're handsome, and they're virile. But you don't want to see an old woman on the stage, and you don't want to see mm. them on the big screen. So it's harder for women to have any type of longevity in Hollywood after fifty. That's, um, they, although, Unless they get some major plastic surgery, which a lot of them are doing.
0: Well, we all are. <laughs> I mean, James went in yesterday. James, you want to talk about that? Not really. I'm still recovering. Okay. You can see the...
7: The Botox. You can see lip. the black
0: eyes. <laughs> anyway, it looks good. It almost looks straight, James.
7: But yeah, there, there's an image in the media that's uh, unrealistic. It's even dangerous. Uh, this feminine beauty that has a powerful influence on the way women view themselves. Uh, from the perspective of the mass media, thinness is idealized Ugh. and expected for women to like be Like more, consider-
0: more than thin, like That's right. And, and now,
7: yeah, now what I, I was also what, what I was reading this um, interesting phenomenon, this this trend that is called thigh gap. And I'm like, what's a thigh gap? So I look into thigh gap hmm. a few months Isn't ago. Isn't that a
0: glue that you use to <laughs> – <laughs> thigh gap? Yeah. Yeah, you use it to fix your deck.
7: Yeah, that's right. Side gap. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, Matt. I'd look it up. Now the ideal is that girls have to have, when they put their legs together, a, their legs don't touch. They're that skinny. Whoa. So there's a gap between their crotch all the way down inside their Are legs. you serious? I am serious.
0: What do you What do you call it if there's not a gap, but there's like a gathering? <laughs> It's like a F- thigh, thigh gathering co- and it's thigh like,
7: coagulation. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: It's like a th- yeah, yeah a thigh. But no,
7: now we have that, and we have girls who and young women who are going on Pinterest, and apparently there's a site for Pinterest that's all about exercise and body image, and it's this impossible body type, Level. and it's all it's it gets to be crazy. Yeah, yeah, where everyone is going on there and looking to see how I should be exercising this way and look that way. And so there's a whole site just dedicated on Pinterest just for this. I, this. See, and it gets crazy.
0: That's why I don't do Pinterest. Yeah, me neither. That'll drive you crazy. So
7: moms and dads need to be very, very – here. here's my perspective as a parenting – very, very aware of where the sources are coming from. If your child just says, oh, I'm on Pinterest, know what that means. Yeah. There's lots of different – it's not just arts and crafts, people. I mean no, there's
0: – there's thigh gaps.
7: <laughs> that's right. And they'll show it on there.
0: See, yeah. you always knew that they were kind of shaving leg. They were shaving you know, inches off their legs they do. with – you know graphic yeah
7: yeah yeah they specialty. do they do computer alterations and it's nice i one of my my classes at UVU i show um there's a really great um well, there's, there's a couple going around but there's one that shows how they take a model from beginning to end and all the computer enhancements yeah. and all the way that they yeah. they you know shave off all this you know parts of their body and yeah. they put lighting on and so by the end it doesn't even look like the original person and to educate people to let yeah. them know and then uh, i like the Dove campaign really I, good i love the Dove, dove campaign's campaign. going good Doing good things. I like that as well. So
0: anybody that doesn't know that, that was a campaign put on by Dove Soap Mm -hmm. where they sat down, a bunch of women, asked them what they think about. They asked them to describe themselves to a police sketch artist, right? And they would describe themselves and the police sketch artist would actually sketch them as they are and then sketch them as they describe themselves. Mm -hmm. And then they would compare the two. Yeah, it's it, go go look at that up on YouTube because that they, is incredible. And they
7: also have actual campaign where they have women on the billboards and in the magazines that they have actual real women with real bodies that are modeling their yeah. product. I mean, they're not doing any type of I enhancements. Think that's great. And there are some magazines that are saying we do not do any more computer enhancements just to show what the real image is, and we need to buy more of those right. am, magazines that. and support that rather than these other ones that really do distort what the, reality is. Well, on the Matt
0: Townsend show. That's what we have tried to do the entire time
7: We're just we real. We're real. we are
0: real we're the real <laughs> deal we don't worry about our thigh gap
7: mm-hmm.
0: we don't worry about we don't worry about um, muffin topping that's right we don't worry about anything
7: so yeah parents, we just have
0: snickers bars all over the place
7: <laughs> and i brought goodies every time know. But, you know but it's it's about where but that's the important. the sources and you know the where is the sources of those um, those messages are coming from another source with our kids we can notice not just from the media but from friends from coaches uh, uh from other um places like just like i've mentioned the, the pinterest yeah. where you have um Girls who are in some kind of a sport or extracurricular, and they have to be at some certain body type. And they're going to get kicked off the team oh. unless they weigh the certain amount or look the certain way. Um, I had a, a, a daughter with a friend who was on a dance team and had to diet. Now, this girl was already oh, man. small. Diet to stay on the team. And the oh. coaches are saying this. Yeah. No, um, they're that's... projecting this.
0: It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've had and I've had sons that had to make football weight mm-hmm. and diet. So the minute you're dieting at eight, yeah, to make or twelve to make a football team, you know you got a problem. Yeah. We're talking with Julie K. Nelson, the uh, Mom Bomber, we call her, Bomb Mom. Yeah, don't bomb moms. You're <laughs> the Bomb Mom, the Child Whisper. She's a mother of five and the author of the Parenting with Spiritual Power book. A great book, highly recommended. We'll be right back. More from Julie Nelson after this. back everybody to the matt townsend show i'm your host dr matt townsend hey julie nelson is joining us the bomb mom child whisperer wife mother author master's degree in marriage and family and human development also the uh, guru at a spoonful of which i again i liked your last one I Thank you, but site. you
7: made fun of my URL, so I changed it. I, I revamped my whole well, website let's just, just give for out. you.
0: It was Nelson dash Julie slash <laughs> K underscore forward slash spoon, spoonful of parenting dot was not
7: was not okay.
0: Sounded good though. <laughs> so Julie, yeah, um, yes. media. You know, if you're not careful, Mm -hmm. you just buy or beware, right? None of it's real. It's not real. It's not
7: real. And I like to talk to my kids when we're watching something about how that is not real. Okay, but that's that's annoying. No, no. Okay, so
0: in the middle, you're like, that's not real. And
7: and my kids have more than once said, mom, be quiet. But you know what? (laughs) But you know what? You're (laughs) teaching a lesson. It's okay. I'm using it as a teaching tool. And I talk about what their messages their friends say. Because here's another thing that kids have to worry about, especially girls in high school, even junior high. Yeah. (sighs) <sighs> Ilis, I less I look so bad today. I just these jeans make me look so fat. My nose is just... And they just hold the self, you know, tear down. Sounds like James. And they want this validation from their friends. Yeah. And I, said, I sat down, all three of my girls when they went through, you know, puberty and yeah. said, you will not say those things about yourself. That's right. And you will not validate other people and feed into this, oh, I don't look very good today. I'm so ugly. You're so beautiful and I'm not type of messages. I said, you're not going to feed into this. That's beautiful. Because that's it, th- ha- it happens... Every day in the halls uh-huh. of high school, oh, yeah. where girls are begging for compliments, and I, I, I teach them how to affirm ourselves. Okay, how do you than do than that? Rather than tear ourselves because down. I, I could see a lot of the guys,
0: one of them, when one girl says,
7: I'm fat. Yeah.
0: And the guy jumps in and just starts stroking her ego. No, you're not. You're beautiful. Right, right. Your thigh why, gap's why, perfect. Why would you
7: say that? No one's, no one's made ugly. You yeah, know, that's God, right. God Why does not you ever make mistakes, think you're ugly? That's right. right? And and the other thing I I talk to my students about at UVU is about the the messages that they get from their own moms and mm. what they're going to be as mothers to say because mothers yeah. can poison oh, the barrel, yeah. so they can say things like and I've heard all these things and there, I could add the list many more. Of course, of course, the typical "Do I look fat in these jeans?" But the mom will say that, and the daughter will hear it yeah to the husband do the do i look how is, how do i look to no look right here and yeah. they're, they're looking sideways in the mirror and their daughter's watching this i got to go on that diet again so then the eight-year-old daughter thinks oh i gotta that's, go on a diet, the diet too that's what need. i gotta do is go on the diet so if you talk about diet in front of your daughter no yeah no that's, that's nowhere to go no. because your daughter's gonna think dieting is a normal thing
0: right
7: take the word diet out yeah. we eat healthy. healthy we eat healthy this is what we do we eat healthy.
0: Well, uh, And don't be just sitting there making it all about your pooch or whatever mm-hmm. part of your body you don't like. I mean, th- they're going to learn how to uh, how to judge themselves by you.
7: I love everything about my body. And my kids have never heard me ever mention how much I weigh or what I think about the different parts and how they don't look right. Yeah. I've never – they don't even know. They've never heard. Um, I've heard someone say, honey, don't eat so much to their daughter. Men don't like – men like skinny wives. Men like skinny wives. Don't eat so mm. much to their daughter. And I've heard them say about another woman, just look at her. She's a size two and probably weighs 100 pounds. She makes me sick. Now, Mm. all your listeners out there, if you're a woman, you know you've heard heard something. Yeah, you talk behind someone's back. Or they
0: always say, well, you know, she doesn't do that naturally.
7: Well, you know, she yeah, not naturally. And she probably goes to the gym every day and probably, you know.
0: I love my children. I don't go to the gym.
7: (laughs) Yeah, or or, um, they look at themselves and say, I wish I could get rid of these extra pounds after the baby. My stomach's just so flabby and ugly. Celebrate. I've said that. that. Nope. No, I
0: have. (laughs) I've gained five to 10 pounds with every child. It is the worst. And then my wife would have the baby and then she'd lose all her weight. But, like, what am I supposed to do?
7: Right. With all those sympathy pounds. I know.
0: And I gained it for her.
7: But, you know, Matt, you do not talk about weight in front of your kids. You talk about exercise, about eating well, about being the best you can be, whatever size that is. Yeah. And and the thing that I found in research that b- benefits the family the most with these negative messages um, is research that has never had anything contrary to these positive, overwhelming positive results. And that is – this is a magic wand for all your listeners out there. If you could just wave a magic wand over your kids and say, okay, how can I raise them so that they will – here here's some of the things you can have. This is the outcomes. Less likely to have eating disorders. Healthier body image mm. Lower risk of smoking, drinking, marijuana use, lower incident of depressive symptoms and suicidal thoughts. Better grades, less sexually active friends. If you could have a magic wand that could just kind of, wow, this would be this would be what you could expect. yeah, not guarantee, but you could expect all of these results. What would that magic wand be?
0: Knowing you are loved unconditionally.
7: It's not a Snickers bar, just so you know.
0: It's it's called Snickers.
7: Yes, and one of the ways you let them know that they're loved unconditionally is by having family rituals, a.k.a. the dinner table. Love it, yeah. Because at the dinner table, you teach those healthy eating habits. Mm -hmm. You let them know you are needed and wanted here. And that you have a place at our table yeah. and in our family. And you're
0: always welcome.
7: And the U.S. that we have as a nation lost the ability to connect over a dinner table. I
0: think you're right. Well, you know what it is? It's the it's the kitchen island.
7: That's right. It's the forage through the fridge is what I call it. The for,
0: the for, It is. They're foraging. But the island has destroyed mm-hmm. because in our family, we only have three chairs at the island. We have four kids. So whoever doesn't get there early... <laughs> Is out. And then we have two parents standing. That's right. And then, uh, you know what else hurt us? Is the dino nugget.
7: And there's always, because these new kitchens with the island and all the beautiful stuff and it's huge and massive enormous, you have a TV going on. And the TV and then is feeding these messages of this impossible body type while you're eating Your your dino nuggets and your grab and go.
0: See, it's so true.
7: It's it's so so. If you look up research, and every single one of them points to these family incredible rituals. Outcomes. The family rituals, most importantly, and if if you don't have time at six o'clock, have it at eight o'clock when sure. everyone's back from soccer practice, right. or have it three times a week rather than five.
0: But but do
7: something that is of a consistent basis that they know that they are needed, and then you can practice eating well. Yeah, hopefully it is from you know. Prepared food rather than frozen, but whatever you can yeah, do, whatever
0: you got, whatever,
7: and then talk about how things are going, how school, how's friends. But it's not a time to drill like yeah. you're in some, you know, interrogation chair where you're going to be fighting over rules. And it's a time of acceptance and love. I there love is that. no negativity at the dinner table, and maybe dinner is not going to work for some listeners. Then I say breakfast table.
0: What? What? That's good. What, what about no talking? We all just sit there quietly, <laughs> and no. T- and, like to and, me, that sounds and, like heaven. And,
7: and the cell phones are put away.
0: Oh yeah,
4: for the, toss and, the phones. And I out. say
7: to my kids, you know what? The, you know your friends will survive for five minutes. They're not going to die. Mm-hmm. And I say five minutes now. Of course, the dinner table is going to last more than five. Sure. But I so If I say five, it's a bait and switch. Sure. It's a bait and switch. And you know it goes into fifteen. You know twenty. Yeah. Twenty. And by and the, then
0: their friends dead. And then, then look what you've done. <laughs> and
7: then at the end, I go, you better check and see if your friends are still alive. We just joke <laughs> about it, you know. But you know, I, that's, there's some certain rules we put down, and one of is no TV. We don't even have a TV in our upstairs at all. There's no, there's no, and there's no cell phones, and we just connect, and that will have the outcomes I just talked about. Yeah,
0: that is the magic wand. That's
7: that's the healthy body image and healthy connections, and knowing that you're loved and that I can come to you um, as to my parent because I've created this safe place. Did you have that growing up? I did, every night. That's cool. Especially, you now, some of your listeners are like, oh my gosh, she, just, she I don't know what she's talking about. You know, we're just too busy. Well, make it a Sunday dinner. I yeah. mean, whatever it start takes. Anywhere. Once, start anywhere. Start once a week. But do something that you connect over food, and the food doesn't become a power battle where you don't say, you sit there and eat every bite of that food and you're not getting it from the table. Yeah. No, there's, there's no power going on at the yeah. table. They eat what they want and give lots of choices. If they don't like broccoli, then serve corn. Corn, peas, broccoli, and carrots. Choose what you want. But don't
0: make them like four meals.
7: Yeah, but just put like, out, put a bunch of stuff yeah, out. This
0: is a meal. And just eat choose what, what you want. If you don't want to eat, that's fine. You, know, you don't have to eat, but you're going to sit there.
7: Yeah, but we're just going to talk. And I'll say that to some, my kids sometimes. Oh, you know, we, we ate at so and so's house this afternoon. It's okay. Just sit down and just talk to us. That's right. Yeah.
0: Stephen Covey used to ask his kids to come home from school, and then at the dinner table, he'd have them teach what they learned. Yeah. So then they were kind of always knowing that they had to learn in order to teach.
7: And and they and my kids know that they're, throughout the day they're processing their day and that I'm going to ask them what was the best and the worst thing that happened today.
0: Ooh, yeah, the best and worst. Yeah,
7: yeah. And so I, we work through problems. Have they
0: and, ever brought you up? Like if they said, well, <laughs> mom, amazingly you were my best and my worst. <laughs> Have they done that? I've never
7: made their top ten, no. Because I think that would be fun.
0: <laughs> I'd play with my mom that way.
7: And sometimes I'll get the sullen teenager that will go, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. And I'll say, you know what, it's okay. You can think about it for a bit. And then we have to do the warming up because they're really cold at the beginning of of dinner sometimes. And we'll talk and it'll loosen them up. By the end, they might share something. But I don't force them. No. But they they just know that they are needed and wanted and that's a place for them.
0: And they'll always be safe there. Can they bring friends or is that like sacred time? That's
7: the other thing is you bring friends in. The friends go, man, can I come over to your house? Yeah. And this is the open door thing, and you get to know their friends. Yeah. Therefore, you can, you, influ- you can influence. You can influence what's going on, and you hear them talking. You're like, you know, do you think that's right, or do you think that's more kind of like, you know, you hear what they're saying. Yeah, that sounds kind of like bullying to me. Does that sound, you know? And they're like, what? And you start ta- educating them. That's not so that mean. you're preaching, yeah. but you're just kind of guiding what's oh, going on in their lives. We're
0: missing this. Yeah, no, we're not we, doing that's it. the number
7: one thing I tell your listeners, and then be aware of where those messages are coming about uh, from the media, from friends, from coaches. And them
0: up. I mean, if you need yeah. to blow up a message, blow it up. If you need to blow a company up, you yeah. can – I mean, you're not a broadcasting company, so mm-hmm. you're, you will, probably won't get sued, but, but. – Blow up a bad commercial and say that is the dumbest commercial. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, her leg gap was huge.
7: And I'll talk to my kids and say, you know, we're not buying any more product from that company. I, I'll, say, I that. Like I'll that. say that. I'll say that. You have
0: the power to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing if I say don't go here and buy that, but if you say it, you're the mom. That's cool. Yeah, you're taking. You no, know, there stand. was
7: a, a certain, um, and I won't mention the name, but there was a certain company, clothing company, that said some very. The president said some very derogatory mm-hmm. things about ugly people. Yes, that he does not make clothing for ugly people. We don't buy from them.
0: That's good. Flat out
7: anymore. Yeah. I don't I don't even care if it's second hand. We don't buy it. We
0: don't buy it. Yeah.
7: So we I educate my kids.
0: Mama's taking a yeah, stand. That's right. Mama's mad. <laughs> I love it. That's right. Julie K Nelson. K stands for
7: K-A-Y, K A Y, actually. So it's just K for K. Okay. All right.
0: That's beautiful. Julie K. Nelson, go to her website, A Spoonful of Parenting, and she's going to be posting a video of her dressed like Mary Poppins singing that song, <laughs> but later this month. Uh, well done, Julie. By the way, she came in at the last minute and still managed to bring food.
7: Because I'm the bomb mom.
0: Food for me, right?
7: Mm-hmm. All for you.
0: Me. Did y'all get that? <sighs> well done. We're going to take a break. We're coming back. Julie's going to stick with us if you can. Can you stick oh. around? Yeah. You got a date or something? You no, don't have to know No, no my I mean. daughter's just
7: in crisis cuz she's got that terrible oh, yeah. hives rash that's creeping yeah. all over her body.
0: It's, you know what? I is.
7: left her in tears. Man, <sighs>
0: we'll call her. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. Maddie's going to lead us through a media quiz. This is the Matt Townsend show. You're listening to Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. back everybody that is uh the hoedown music leading the hoedown today maddie richards um who is are you dancing or are you hurt
5: Is <laughs> that offended. a dance no that i'm was offended a... that's what i'm doing anyway. well
0: no i mean i i remember i'm an emt so when i see people shaking i think <laughs> i think seizure not dance but that was a dance
5: yes it okay. was and it was good too
0: you might want to try that in front of a mirror Just try it in front of a mirror. No,
5: if I do that, then I won't be able to stop looking. I don't want to be narcissistic (laughs) or
7: anything. Well,
0: okay. Julie, will you take her aside and just tell her her dancing looks like a medical emergency. You
7: know what? I'm actually a dancer in my former life, and I think she
0: looked awesome.
7: Yeah, I am a ballerina of 16 years, so back off. Julie
0: has bad eyes. (laughs) In a good way.
5: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Wow.
0: Okay, so Madeline. Yes. Is that what your real name is, Madeline? It
5: is. Good job.
0: Madeline, um, take us on a journey. You're going to give us a quiz here, a media quiz.
5: We're going to talk media literacy and find out how media literate you are.
0: Illiterate or literate?
5: Well, you're probably illiterate, so. Ooh. Just kidding. She's
0: kind of got a little attitude today. No, we're
5: going to see how media literate okay. you okay. are.
0: Okay, that's good. I, I, and, and we can all be in on this, right? Yes,
5: I'm totally illiterate. Like,
7: like I said, no, I have not. one TV in my house and we barely watch it. But you have a phone. Yeah, kind of.
0: Hmm.
7: Hey, this is going to be fun. We then. can try. It'll be. I'm good. going
5: to dominate. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Question number one. Yes. What percentage of American eight to eighteen year olds have television sets
7: in their bedroom? Oh yeah, mm. I know this from research. <sighs> I would say seventy-four percent. Little high, little high, sixty-four. Little low. <laughs> okay, it's somewhere in between there. Yeah, it is. Good job. 66, yeah. 67,
0: 68, 69. Nope. What it's, percentage?
7: It's somewhere between 16 and 70 in there, somewhere. 71%. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, percent. wow. Are you
0: yeah. kidding? Yeah, 71%. That's bad parenting.
5: Of American yeah. that young adults parenting. have yeah, TV in it's their room. It's bad. There's and a com- lot of computers rich Computers, too. It's bad news. It's crazy. Okay,
0: that's see. Yeah. Wow. All hmm. right.
5: How many hours does the average American seventh grader spend in Seven. front of the TV per day? Oh, eight.
7: Are we saying just TV? Oh, you can't Yeah, not, that not just, no, yeah okay. this is just TV per, per day. day. Okay. How many hours? Um, three and a half.
0: Wow.
7: What? Five. Five.
0: I think I said five.
7: Five hours. See, I thought five included all the electronic devices. No, five hmm. is just, just TV. TV. And uh. think about
5: it. Kids get home from school roughly three o'clock. Yeah. That means they're watching TV until eight o'clock. Hey, yeah.
0: by the way, I was raised as a latchkey child and I watched at least eight hours of TV a day.
7: <laughs> Gilligan's Island. Oh, it explains it's a lot. Genie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that
0: was a great day for me. Yeah. That explains a lot.
5: Next question. Okay. Are we ready? I'll keep moving. <laughs> All right. What percent of young people say they are surfing the web, watching TV, or listening to music for fun most of the time while they're doing their homework, multitasking while doing homework? What percent?
7: Um, 9. i 99.9. I'd go
4: 99.8.
7: Actually, only 31%. No, uh, they're all liars. See, this... I've raised five kids. They're all doing it.
0: Yeah, I've seen your kids, though, and that's probably true. <laughs> true. It's, it's got to be higher than that.
5: Well, mm-hmm. it says most of the young people, they say that they're not doing it most of the time. So I feel like that's kind of ambiguous. Some of them are doing it some of the time or a little of the time.
0: Your your quiz is messed up. Mm Mm-hmm. It's well, complicated. I didn't
7: survey all the American teenagers. Someone else survey did. their parents who are watching them, <laughs> and it's ninety-nine point nine. Hey, that's Sean, probably true. Let's
0: mm-hmm. make an executive decision uh, next time. Have Maddie survey all of the children
5: <laughs> for the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we're on it, Maddie. Okay. Next time, we'll, it'll be more accurate.
5: <laughs> all right. In two thousand five, what percent of children exchanged children? So this is probably twelve and under. Okay. Exchanged personal information for goods and services over the internet.
0: What percentage of children? What ages?
7: Under 12.
5: Under 12. Gave oh. their personal information for a good or service over the
7: internet.
5: 25%. <gasps> 62%. 75%. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put in their name, their address, their phone number or something for a good or a service my, over the internet.
0: My kids buy their my own kids shoes the internet. My kids can't even on get internet.
7: on the internet. They have no way to have an account. I don't know how you do Your that. Your
0: children are going to die.
7: Oh No, they're going to actually be healthy and well. They
0: might totally, huh? No, but
7: it's And important. not be kidnapped or stalked. Yeah. No, we don't even let them get on for anything of that nature. They don't have Facebook accounts under twelve. No. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, not under twelve. No, yeah. no. So no personal stuff. Yeah, mine do. Yeah, it's crazy Man. to see. Think about that.
5: How many TV ads, on average, do children view per year?
7: Oh my gosh, A this baz- number is crazy.
5: Gazillion.
0: Um, TV ads. I would say forty-two thousand.
5: Sixty-six.
7: 66,000 ads. Does
0: does anybody notice that I'm the only one that gets
5: wah,
0: wah? I'm the only one that gets I thought a
7: million gazillion was pretty close. No, that was pretty close.
0: (laughs) Hold it. That's the angel got wing sound. That's right. Because I'm pretty much a saint around here. She is (laughs) a saint. So
5: what I think we're gathering is the media literacy in this room is not very high. No, no. So let's keep going. Let's see if we can get better.
0: If we... Yeah. I could get Mickey Mouse here. He's the media guru. He wouldn't know any of these.
5: I think Mickey Mouse would know a lot of these. He doesn't these.
0: even talk and he has three fingers. <laughs> he couldn't even, yeah. Anyway. Okay.
5: That's so racist. I feel like that is the right word against Not mice. Not racist. Against it's mice. Mouse, that's called
0: mouses. <laughs> and I'm, I'm very pro mice. Oh. It's just three I'll fingered bring some mice freak me out.
5: <laughs> what? Uh, okay. How much money was spent on ads for the 2012 election?
0: Two I, billion
7: dollars. Can I say
5: million gazillion again? Over eight hundred million
7: dollars. Yeah. yeah, a million gazillion. A million gazillion. Yeah. It's higher
0: than that. Man, it's got to be higher than that. Yeah. They they each had a billion dollars in the coffers.
5: That's just on TV ads.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's different because yeah. a lot of them used the internet. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And Facebook, according to Jess. <laughs>
5: According to a 2006 survey, what percent of teens owned at least one video game
7: platform?
0: What percentage of teens? Eighty-eight percent.
7: Close. That yeah. was actually close. Eighty-one mm. percent. Yeah. So yeah. do a ding for Matt, so he can feel good. There we go. Yep.
5: <gasps> you got the that children cheering children. Yeah. The the cheering. children too. The children
0: love me because I'm here to protect children.
5: <laughs> right. 59. What was the, hold,
0: oh, oh, hold, oh, oh, hold, oh. hold, back up on that. What was the right, right? Well,
5: I feel like I'm the youngest person here and you abuse me daily.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right on that. Give her a ding <laughs> on that. Yep.
5: Yep. That was, that was what happened. Okay. Um. Okay. 59% of Americans can name the three stooges. What percent can name three Supreme Court justices? Now keep in mind, there's nine of them. Mm-hmm. So what percent can name a third of the Supreme Court justices? Um, Students? What age? Americans. Oh,
0: oh, I would say 10%. 12,
5: I was going to say 12. 17. Oh,
0: okay.
7: Hmm.
5: But think about that. 59% can yeah. name the three stooges. I've heard that before. Yeah. And 17 can name three Supreme Court justices. That's right there I feel a picture mm-hmm. of what media literacy means to Americans. Mm-hmm. It means pop culture, not necessarily... But see,
0: can you name like three members of One Direction?
5: Well, yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone can. (laughs) No, they can't. Well, if you can't, you're not American.
0: Sean, can you? No. Sean's like, no.
5: But I bet all of your daughters could, so that makes up for it.
0: (laughs) That's just scary. What's happening to America?
7: We're pop crazy.
0: All right. We've popped our lid.
5: Yeah, we have. What This this number was way surprising to me. What percent of American families keep the TV on during dinner?
0: Hmm. Well, you mean before or after Julie was on the show? Because <laughs> now that Julie's been on the show, I would say all it off. very few. But before, before I would say 68%.
5: That was really close, Matt. 64.
0: See, I'm very good at good. coming very 68%. close.
5: Yeah. Woo! I feel like that... Yeah, that's, that's, that's my un-
0: favorite sound so far.
5: You that's are it. media literate. But mm-hmm. no, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. 64% are keeping mm-hmm. the TV on
0: during which, dinner. Which we're being told wrong. Shouldn't Absolutely be doing
7: wrong. Mm-hmm. Instead, have dinner, talk. Unplug and then connect with each other. You can be
5: media literate without mm-hmm. having the media on all the time. That's part of being media literate well, is knowing when to turn it off. Well,
0: maybe, yeah. maybe our goal ought not be media literate. Maybe our goal ought to just be a happy family that can communicate and that children feel self-esteem and valued. Forget the media.
5: Well, you – Except for
0: one radio show.
5: Oh, except for this (laughs) radio show, right. And
0: some television appearances occasionally. Maybe. See – Maddie, well done. Thank you. That was incredible. Fantastic. Wonderful. Thank Amazing.
5: You.
4: Thank
0: seriously. you. Those are incredible. the nicest things you've ever no, said No, seriously. For a 14-year-old,
5: nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. I'm 20. Oh,
0: Anyway, here's our, t- our quote for the day. What messes us up most in life is the picture in our head of how it is supposed to be. You know? It's not... It's how you think about it. Anyway. It's all an expectation. Tomorrow, we're going to be... Uh, Preempted. BYU Sports Nation will be here at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Then BYU Baseball at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our next show is Thursday when we will talk to Tom Rath about his book Eat, Move, Sleep. Rath talks about how all three of those things are interconnected. Folks, thanks for joining us once again. This is the Matt Townsend show, trying to help you find a good life right here on BYU Radio.